Hello and welcome to Is This Anime? I'm your anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And I'm the guy who knows nothing about anime, Malcolm McLeod. And joining us once again is Alex89. What's good, guys? Happy to be here once again. I'm not sure if what we saw was better or worse than the last thing we watched with you. I have thoughts on this. Um, I kind of liked it, honestly. This was better than Fist of the North Star, but, but I'm saying that because there was one short in here that I absolutely loved, and then there was several that I despised <laughs> with a lot. Like, I hate it. Like, that, I'll be honest. Like, I'll just jump into it before. The origins, like the two, like the origins one and two, uh, it might be some of the worst things we've ever covered on that podcast. It's so boring. Like, I just was bored to tears. I literally texted Malcolm a screen cap of my notes that said, I'm kind of bored by this. And then there was still, like, fit. The, the origins thing, I mean, we're jumping ahead. There's but 20 the or- minutes of just, like, like I don't even know what it is. Like, like it just, like, <laughs> stuff that was cut from the video game. Like, they're just, like, like I don't oh, know. It was so boring. Guys, guys, I got something I need to say. I think Halo lore might be boring as fuck. <laughs> it is. I'm not gonna lie either. I'm usually the positive. I'm usually the positive one here, which helps because I'm the one who picks this shit. But like, even Initial D, which I didn't really enjoy, and was like having a mental breakdown talking about that. <laughs> Initial D, at least, was just one story. It was one story, so they only had one chance. This had eight. Well, no, seven stories. But Origin is technically two parts. But yeah, this had seven stories, and uh, I think this is like probably one of the least favorite things we've ever covered for it me had personally. Seven- Stories? That's how much that I really didn't pay attention. There were seven stories. Um, let's talk about a good story that's not present. I have the origin. I just want to say, (laughs) sorry, just before I was just, I'm on the Wikipedia page for this because, like, this was released on something called Waypoint, which I don't know what it is. I assumed it's like um, what it was like a Microsoft like YouTube competitor, maybe. Like, I don't know what it was like. It was like a glorified website for Halo and all things Halo, you know. It's not a good sign that if this is if Waypoint's a glorified website for Halo, that three of these shorts never made it onto the website. Oh, my oh. God. I didn't even notice that part. Yeah, it yeah, just goes. Right. It's that uh, Homecoming is it's listed as unaired on Waypoint, prototype unaired on Waypoint, and then odd one out just has NA on it, <laughs> like just not applicable, <laughs> like. So this is what we were dealing with. And it's sad because, yeah, like I, I, I'm I, a big fan of the Halo games. I played all of them. I grew up playing them. I still play them. I've been playing like Halo Infinite with my friends recently. It's a lot of fun. I um, walking in Jack's room like me, like 11, 10 years old, and he's like sitting there like on hard on Halo, like screaming at his TV. Halo was the shit, man. Halo's the shit. Um, let's talk about the best story, which is um, the origin story I've written it up. The history segment, I'm happy with that. I had a lot more fun writing the history segment than I did watching these two hours, guys. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so let, let's do it. The true origin of Halo. So the story behind Halo is one of fits and starts. Bungie was hot off the release of their 1995 first-person shooter, Marathon 2, and they were prototyping new ideas. They wanted to make something in the vein of the hit multiplayer shooter Quake, but they also wanted to have vehicular combat involving tanks. And they dubbed this the Giant Bloody War Game. Uh, they struggled to implement vehicle physics because, you know, this is, this is the mid-90s. However, 
So they moved on to making a real-time strategy game called Myth the Fallen Lords, which was released in 1997. And a small team, meanwhile, worked on a sci-fi real-time strategy game, which would allow players to control units individually in a third-person mode and also enable to enter and control vehicles. So the developers, they end up finding that this feature is so fun that they changed the genre from real-time strategy game, which is kind of like StarCraft, to third-person shooter. So Halo at this point isn't even a first-person shooter when they're making it. Bungie presents this game not to Microsoft, but to Steve Jobs, who agreed to debut it at the 1999 Macworld conference. So this starts off as a Mac game, um, but the game still lacked a name. So here are, here are the list of potential names for Halo that we could have had. Covenant, The Santa Machine, Solipsis, The Crystal Palace, Hard Vacuum, Star Maker, and Star Shield. Bungie artist Paul Russell is the one who suggests the name Halo. Some felt the name was too religious or sounded like a shampoo, but they ultimately felt the name. Sounded like a shampoo. <laughs> I've never it's, like, yeah. I've never associated the word Halo with shampoo. Is there like a, was there a 90s brand of shampoos that like, was like called like Halo or something? Uh, I can see, I could see it. I could see a shampoo called Halo. You know, Halo isn't, you know, it's angelic. But yeah, they ultimately decide with the Halo name because they felt the name had an air of mystery to it, which, you know, yeah. When I, when I mean, I, it doesn't, but it's it's cool that they thought that. <laughs> uh, oh, Halo, what a mysterious name. <laughs> that the, I mean, I a couple of guys who got high in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, when I think of Halo, I don't think of like the angel Halo anymore. I think of the video game or the, I, the ring. So that is Either true. They did co off that name. That's how you know you have good branding. Exactly. Like so, Pitbull. You search up Pitbull, comes up Pitbull, not even the dog. Mr. Worldwide, yeah. Miami, it's all about Pitbull. Um, and yet, despite Halo's reputation as a groundbreaking first-person shooter, even well into 2000, Halo was still a third-person game. And Bungie, facing financial difficulties, ended up being acquired by Microsoft in the summer of 2000. In a major betrayal, Halo would no longer be available on Mac, but rather be a tentpole title for Microsoft's upcoming Xbox. Bungie had less than one year to turn Halo from a mishmash of ideas into a shippable product. The game finally evolved into a first-person shooter. The open-world concept, which was planned, was completely scrapped, and the campaign's length was dramatically reduced. On top of that, the planned online multiplayer was removed because Xbox Live would not be ready at launch. Halo's multiplayer, which would be the most highly praised console multiplayer since GoldenEye, was made in under four months. That's insane. It gets better and better. I mean, these guys, it's, it's the thing where it, really it doesn't come to, together until the last minute, which is pretty impressive. And, you know. That, that's like what's a lot. Of, I feel like so many like success stories are about. They're just like, we just threw shit at the wall and then hope something sticks. And then something do, did stick. And like, and for in this case, Bungie like, lands on halo which becomes like an iconic xbox franchise and basically like it's probably one of the biggest reasons why like people like my family like we got an xbox was because like my brother and i were like we got to play halo like halo 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 like we just kept hearing about it at school yeah i find that now that it's kind of like grasping at straws and like especially like i don't know for me i when i do play video games i play mostly on like uh, on my pc like on downloading yeah. on steam so it's like stuff like actual like figurines and stuff just don't interest me and so i know a lot of times they're adding more dlc content you know different skins exclusive skins yeah uh you know maybe like exclusive soundtracks or whatnot but 
even then it's like, you know, say this, an exclusive soundtrack just ends up on Spotify anyways. So on November 15th, 2001, Halo was released with the launch of the Xbox. Against all odds, it was universally praised. The first-person shooter genre, which had struggled with controls suitable for a gamepad, had finally reached the modern age with Halo. While the game's single-player campaign had its share of criticisms for its confusing level design, the AI in combat received huge acclaim, and of course the multiplayer would become a dorm room staple. Halo LAN parties were the thing. Until the release of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, Halo was absolutely the king of the first-person shooter genre. Yeah, I mean, Halo was the shit. The release of Halo 2 and 3 are fucking huge. And then, you know, Call, Call of Duty ends up eating its lunch later on. But for that era, for the Halo trilogy era, it's the fucking thing. 2009 to 2013, I think. Yeah, Call of Duty. I think it was maybe even released in 08, but we're, this isn't the Call of Duty podcast, so I'm not, I'm not going to bother looking it up. <laughs> no. If we find out that Call of Duty made a, a similarly shitty, like, <laughs> anthology anime movie, guess what? We'll be covering it. <laughs> oh, but, but shout out to Sony for buying Bungie, though. That's a huge turnaround. They did. So Bungie, got their, Bungie got their independence from Microsoft after uh, Halo Reach, which is when this is timed around. Um, and then they end up getting bought by Activision. Their Activision partnership doesn't work, so they go independent once again. And yeah, now just recently, Sony has purchased Bungie. But all these, all these like uh, acquisitions are very strange because you know Microsoft, of course, uh, just bought Activision Blizzard for seventy billion dollars. But they just said they're going to have Call of Duty on Sony platforms uh, in perpetuity. For, it looks like unless something changes. So. Same thing is happening with Bungie. Destiny is still going to be on Xbox. It's just, in the case of uh, Bungie, Sony apparently wants Bungie's expertise with like live service games, similar to Destiny, because Sony Sony yeah. wants to kind of make their own multiplayer-style games. You know, Sony right now at this point is known for their um, AAA narrative-driven story games like The Last of Us, uh, Horizon 2 will have just come out by the time this podcast airs. Things yeah, like Ghost that. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima, Uncharted, uh, Uncharted, God of War, you know, the list goes on. So Sony is like the kings of like prestige single player games, but they purchase Bungie because they want that they want that talent to kind of help them with live service games like Destiny. Like that makes sense. It just like because like one of the things that I remember is that like well, Bungie kind of moved away from producing Halo games, and they like obviously they're focused on Destiny. And now, like, this new company, 343 Industries, is the one that's been, like, in charge of Halo. And so, so, so I'll get to that. But first, I want to talk about the Halo movie, which never happened. <laughs> um, so this Halo, one's, No. <laughs> no, this is not a movie. This is a, this is a web I, series. <laughs> yeah, this is a... Well, it became a movie. It became an anthology movie it's similar to Animatrix. <laughs> um, so, you know, in the lead up with Halo 2 and 3 being huge, uh, in 2005, development of a Halo movie started with 28 days later writer Alex Garland penning the script. Couriers dressed up that as... That would have been great. I want to say this. Alex Garland, fantastic writer-director. He ended up like going on and doing stuff like Ex Machina, devs on FX and Disney Plus here in Canada, like Sunshine, which is one of my, is probably my favorite Danny Boyle movie. Like that guy can write sci-fi, and it's a shame <laughs> that they tossed him aside because <laughs> this I, un, this mythology needs a guy like Alex Garland to come in and make it make sense. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And you could probably find his script online. It's, it's probably somewhere. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's been leaked. 
Um, but yeah, this doesn't happen. And one of the biggest points of contention was, of course, Microsoft wanting too much money. They wanted a ton of first dollar gross. Um, they end up teaming up with 20th, 20th Century Fox and Universal. Uh, Peter Jackson is attached to produce it. Neil Bloomkamp, who's fresh out of film school, was slated to direct it as his feature debut. Doesn't end up happening. Um, due to, in 2007, the project stalls. And as a consolation... Yeah, he, pro- I always feel I feel so bad for Neil Bloomkamp. He comes oh, out God. with District 9, <laughs> just absolutely crushes it, and then just has spent the last like 12 years just making movies that get progressively worse. He's, I mean, his first... <laughs> His feature debut, District 9, gets nominated for Best Picture of the Oscars, which for a sci-fi film, especially a weird one at that, is insane. And uh, it's been downhill since with this yeah, guy. His, last, his latest movie, Demonic, um, which I, I think may have been set in ok- the Okanagan, for all of you British Columbia fans out there, uh, <laughs> um, is, was so bad that Red Letter Media decided to do its own half in the bag about it. So, like, oh God. that's a that's a low moment <laughs> for a guy who, yeah, as you said, had a Best Picture nominated film. At the time, like in 2009, when that movie came out, they didn't have, like, the 8 to 12 Best Picture nominees that they do now. It was still, like, a smaller pool. So it's like, that movie's fantastic. Just on a side note. But, yeah. And everything else has been garbage. <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, like watching like a, a, a Neil, like a 2010 Neil Bloomkamp and like 2010, like Alex Garland team up for a Halo movie. Now, that's one of those like Hollywood, like, ah, oh, man, we kind of missed out on that. I think, I think that could have been really good. This brings us to Halo Legends. So in 2007, 343 Industries was formed to oversee the entire Halo franchise, similar to how the Pokemon Company International works. So it's basically too big for Microsoft to manage, so they kind of need their own little company to, to handle all that stuff, you know. The creative director of the company, Frank O'Connor, had an idea for an anime compilation for years. He thought it would be a great way to tell a variety of stories set in the Halo universe. The anime studios were given leeway to tell stories, but also received oversight to make sure their stories fit within the Halo canon. And so, like we said, this initially debuts on the website Halo Waypoint in November 2009 before releasing on Blu-ray and DVD in February 2010. Um, I wrote this write-up before I watched the shorts, and um, variety, that's a word that um, uh, comes across much differently having watched this, because I did not feel these shorts had nearly enough variety. (laughs) I was going to say, there's like two that are kind of different, one because of animation style, and the other just because it's was actually good and then um yeah and then the rest are just like kind of same like they're just like i was like wait how are like it's like there's like four or five studios behind this and yeah like they all almost feel the same yeah it's like very different from like other anime anthologies we've covered on this podcast before where each episode feels distinct yeah yeah i mean I know, Malcolm, you were colder on Star Wars Visions than me, but I felt Star Wars Visions... <laughs> I'm warming up to Star Wars Visions now after watching this train wreck. <laughs> yes. Because <clears throat> that had clear variety. There were clearly distinct stories. Maybe you didn't necessarily enjoy all of them, but there were clear... I think this just shows you how limited the Halo universe is. Yeah, definitely. It's... Yeah, I think when you look at like the fact of like how rushed the first game was and the fact that they probably didn't put much thought into mythology and like subsequently like there hasn't been a lot of thought put into mythology like in like different campaigns because it is a first person shooter so you're kind of just like 
always forced to be in battle and war. There isn't a lot of time to like reflect. So it's like, oh yeah, it's kind of a shallower world. Um, and maybe like this, cause there's like an upcoming live action TV show that's been renewed for a second season. Um, that's coming out like end of March around when this podcast is coming out. Yeah. So it's like, maybe that show will like finally give some more meaning to this mythology, but these shorts didn't do. And, you know, again, to compare this to the, to the Animatrix, Malcolm, you and I, we loved the, uh, the Matrix origin shorts, uh, the second Renaissance. We thought that was fucking dope and could have been a movie or a TV show. And, uh, the the Halo version of this, I was fucking bored. I was so fucking bored. I'm like, oh god. This yeah, cause, yeah, because like that one, like they actually make you care about people, and then this one, it just was like, well, they're just kind of telling us things I think I already know, or I could have just deduced based on just like well, the games that I've played in the past. So yeah, I guess we should yeah, I guess start jumping into it. Like I'm talking like. about the origin. It's just like, what is there to say about the origin? It's boring. It's pretty boring. I mean, like it's pretty much everything that you get from the game put into visuals. But the visuals aren't even interesting. And the visuals aren't even interesting. <laughs> um, I'm reading on Wikipedia that like the second part also details Halo Three, but again, it. it I know there's animation, but it almost feels like a slideshow. It's just like, there's, there's, I don't know, there's not things to focus on. There's no characters. They're giving you a recap, but then, like, you're getting no new episode. Yeah, and I mean, you know, um, again, we, we're, we're going to mention the Animatrix a lot, I feel. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, Malcolm, like, that, even in, like, the, uh, the origin, which is, like, a broad overview of, like, the Matrix universe, they still have you, like, hooked on with, like, characters like Bigger, who is, like, you know, the <clears throat> first machine to rebel. Like, it, it manages to hook you on, even though those characters have, like, very little screen time, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, like this one, like, they want to do this, like, epic scope of, like, here's, like, the entire story of the Halo universe and, like, what leads us to, like, the events of Halo 3 or, like, you know, or, like, why, like, the st- our story starts where it starts. But, like, in my opinion, Origins reads, or not reads, but it feels like, um, like, how, like, I, like, I have a creative writing degree and, like, I was in writing classes where people wanted to write these, like, epic fantasy stories. And they would like have this thing where they would like ha- like really have this detail of the world that they were building. And it's like, and then this war occurs, and then this so and so is murdered, and because they're like, you know, their bastard son, you know, goes and becomes king, and he's bitter, so like it, you know, creates the plague, yeah. and, like all this like random bullshit to then tell like the the lamest story. And like what I felt like was that this was very similar to that, in which it's like I don't give a shit about like how this all like comes to be because it's like well we're already in it like i already know how like where like where this all ends up because we've already been introduced to it because there's i've played halo 3 (laughs) or like and so like the way it's presented it's presented as like like the number one rule of storytelling is show don't tell right like that's like especially in films television shows novels it's like always about like trying to show rather than tell and then here they just did the opposite and they just told you everything and barely showed you anything (laughs) i don't know i mean like for people who get into the games at that time or for people who like were into the games at that time i mean it kind of like brought like aspects of both to get you 
into it. I mean, they showed shorts from people who, from like rookies who were like in it. They showed shorts from Chief. Like, I think those other stories make more sense. I think like just talking yeah. about Origins as its own little short, uh, it just it just seems yeah like like it seems like it could be cut. Like it like feels like if they, you could not include this in the whole like runtime of this like anthology. Because I just watched least- it as like a movie oh. uh, uploaded onto YouTube for free. Um, and like, I don't think you would be missing anything. Let's talk the duel. I thought this was one of my, I don't want to say favorite, but least bad. I thought the duel was neat. Uh, how do you guys feel? I did not like the duel. I thought, really? I, didn't like the animation, I, thought was... I didn't like the animation style of it. I felt oh, okay. like it was so overexposed. Like it just like constantly, it was like so bright and like kind of blurry. And I wasn't the biggest fan of that decision to go there. But I think from like, a, you know, the storytelling perspective, it's better than some, the others, but I this would not be my favorite. This is definitely not okay. my favorite. Yeah, I don't know if it's my favorite. I think I know what your favorite is, Malcolm, but we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, this is about a Covenant elite arbiter. Um, so there have been arbiters before. Like there's an arbiter who ends up teaming up with Master Chief in Halo 2 and 3 and all that. So that's kind of the link to it. And this arbiter... Um, is in disagreement with the Covenant's direction and their religion. So, you know, I like this because, you know, it focuses on, you know, what do the bad guys think? And, you know, maybe there are some of the elites who uh, disagree. So It, it kind of just looked like a big sword fight with, uh, with Infinity Swords. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean the, the, uh, the Covenant Elite homeworld or whatever they're on is, you know, obviously modeled after, like, Feudal Japan, you know, um, the, the uh, villainous or main heavy bad guy of the Elites is, like, decked out in samurai armor. I thought he looked cool, you know. He's, like, cool. it's funny, He's when like, I was watching it, I was thinking, like, Jack's going to think this looks cool. <laughs> and you were right, you were right, because samurai armor is just an easy sell for me. Oh, yeah, he is, like, decked out in, like, samurai armor. I'm looking at that now. Yeah, that one was cool. Um, but, yeah, he's got a wife. I've never seen what Lady Covenant looked like, so I was like, oh, that's neat. Mm. Um, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's neat. Oh, okay. Jack. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I saw a woman in Covenant here. She was pretty neat, though. <laughs> we, see a, we see him train his men. I'm already getting bored reading my summary. Fuck, maybe <laughs> this wasn't one of my favorites. You know what? Those the... I thought I was, like, so stoned or still hung over because they were standing in that like sw- swinging position for like two minutes. I swear to God. The animation is trying to do like a watercolor style. I just don't think they nailed it quite. It just looks, again, it looks blurry. Yeah, so. like for like a minute or 20 seconds or 30 seconds, they're like standing in that position. Don't, and then they swing at each other and then they both like. Rah. Oh yeah, that's that, that's the ending. Yeah, you know they they both kill each other. So you know, yeah. Which, which, means... which what what an unsatisfying ending for that. You're just like, and then they both died. The duel uh, the, the duel was you know not important because they both died and it did matter in the end. Also, there was parts with it like the way this is colored. Like I'm not colorblind, but I felt like I was going colorblind because <laughs> I was just like, it's like the same shade of green. For like the character, and then like say it's background in some shots, or it's like this. It yeah. was a lot of yellows, like really overexposed yellows, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> like, like this is like me watching this on like, like a 4K like you know monitor in 2022. I was like, I couldn't 
imagine trying to watch this in like 2010 and like the those kinds of like what is it um like just like two you know 240p or whatever like it just feels like it'd be i did realize after watching this that there is like a 4k up ai upscaled version so that looks a bit better but you know that's the thing this is all free on youtube microsoft doesn't give a shit about this no of course well they gave enough of a shit that they you know that they produced it and then Warner well, Brothers is like, we'll distribute it. <laughs> yeah, but so, someone is just like letting this be on the internet and not taking it down for copyright, um, which is funny. Um, yeah. We, well, we well what's funny, so I'm on the Wikipedia page for <laughs> Halo Legends right now. And the quote to kind of almost go against what you said is that um, 343 Industries, which is like what kind of manages the Halo brand, their creative director at the time, this guy named Frank O'Connor, said that um, this movie was vital to the importance of building the Halo uh, brand. And he goes, and this is the quote, if you look at how George Lucas held on to Star Wars, not just to make money from action figures, but to control the direction the universe went in, you can see why we think it's pretty vital to make this movie. (laughs) You do you, Frank O'Connor. And they also, like, apparently teamed up with Marvel Comics to, like, create a graphic novel tie-in to this. So it's like... It's enough they were clearly thinking this could be something more than what it ultimately became. I owned a Halo graphic novel, you know, and it was also, I was also disappointed with it because I'm like, oh, there's not a lot of variety to these stories. (laughs) So maybe I should have learned better from this. Also, the guy, Frank O'Connor, that I was just referring to is credited as one of the directors and apparently wrote a lot of the stories in these shorts. Uh, Is he still involved with Halo? I hope. Because Halo Infinite, I heard, is really good. Like you just said, Malcolm, it's good, right? Yeah, I enjoy. I've been enjoying it. I'm glad because you know Halo Four and Five; those weren't received well. I I only played up to Halo Reach. I have not played the the three four three industries, uh, Halos. He is still uh, Frank O'Connor, also known as Frankie, according to the Halo uh, Wikia. Is um, he's still involved? He's still involved. good for him. Good for him. So he, now he's got a high point with Halo Infinite, like being pretty pretty well received. That's good. I'm glad. Good for him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let, let, we can okay, move let's on. Do the next. Exactly. We're, we're already clearly bored talking about the duel. There's no point in talking about it. So. <laughs> there, there's, um, there's nothing to talk about. That's the problem. Uh, is that, I, like, these things don't have a lot to talk about. I want to go out of order just because two of these were very similar. Um, there is um, Homecoming and Prototype. I got the these these look very similar. I think we can kind of talk about them at once. Um, Homecoming. I actually like the prototype. Hmm? Like the prototype. prototype had neat armor. But then again, I'm just like, why is this? First of all, these shorts are way too fucking long. They're like 20 minutes each, man. They're like 20 minutes each. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> again, the Animatrix is like 90 minutes, and there's like 10 of them. It's like, fuck, you're well, in and what out. What it is is like, there's no variety even in the length. Like, like they all kind of are, yeah, similar length. These about 20 minutes each, and yet, I think some of these obviously would have been great as like half the time. Yeah, they do a little longer, like. Mixing up even the genres that these stories are told in, like it's just the fact that they like don't do that either. It just sort of you can tell that there's an element where I feel like the people who are in charge of the narrative design of Halo, like at this point, we're like too precious about it. They're like, oh, our babies, we've got to keep it like nice and warm and put it in the Bjorn. Too precious about something that is. Um, that's the other thing too. Like Halo is like Space Marines. It's kind of generic and. To Halo's credit, it has become it's it's become the archetype. 
So that's not a yeah. knock against. I guess it's just like I what I wanted to see in this is like I would have loved to see something that maybe was like almost a, like a Halo parody on like Starship Troopers because that's like kind of a very similar. They're very similar in concept. Um, yeah. But like the fact they don't do that is you know. So let's go to the next one. What's the next one? Well, Homecoming, I thought, had an interesting idea, at least, because it's about a girl who is who is a girl Spartan um, named Daisy. Um, and she she has a tragic backstory because she tries to escape the Spartan program. And then it turns out uh, when she goes back to her old home, it turns out she's been replaced by a clone. So, you know, I, I think the idea that, you know, the Spartans... Oh yeah, I was gonna say this one is also one of the only ones that wasn't directed by uh, Frank O'Connor. This was directed okay. by uh, Koji uh, Sawai. So, so this one I I wouldn't call it good per se, but again, it has an idea where I'm like, oh yeah, maybe the Spartan program is bad. You know, they abducted these kids, they took away their lives. Um, so you know, she she sees her clone self. She's about to kill her, but then the clone offers her like this like teddy bear trinket and then she dies uh in the present day which i'm just like eh, that's how a lot of these end with the spartans dying yeah well this one like, has a bit of a heartbreaking moment where she's talking about like you know all this forced surgeries and like trying to you know run away and yeah this one had a little more depth to it like yeah. i did like that they like actually had a character to follow but like you said, it like almost doesn't ma matter because it just ends in a death. Yeah, the Spartans, the Spartans don't last in this. It's like really, um, I guess that's the point. They sacrifice themselves, and that maybe Halo Master Chief is like among the last of the Spartans, but it, it doesn't seem to matter that much. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's maybe part of the the story, but I don't actually remember if Master Chief's supposed to be like the last of the Spartans. Yeah, I, I think maybe there are more Spartans in in like Halo Four, Five, and Six, but again, I haven't played them. So yeah. this was also one of the stories that never made it onto Waypoint. Oh, but that's weird because it's actually one of the better ones. Yeah, <laughs> they were um, like, we got to hold on to this. <laughs> this website's going to be crashing the internet, <laughs> and then um, nothing. <laughs> Prototype again has a cool idea, but I thought like again like cool ideas, but I just didn't feel like the execution worked super well. And again, they're all focused on the same fucking shit. Like again, it's just the lack of variety that really harms this collection. Absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah. So, but you know, I thought the armor and prototype was cool. I thought the prototype armor was neat. Um, it was like yeah. yeah. The problem is, is when you're like the I like the armor. That's when you're like, <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. When Jack's being like. This armor, just like that that female covenant, neat. <laughs> like that's when you were like, uh oh, they were grasping at straws. I get it. Yeah, actually, you know what? Thinking about it, I feel like if some bunch of these stories were like actually playable, like if they were just like say missions in a Halo game, I think I would be more receptive to this. But because it's like a movie and where it's like we're watching it, it I think a lot of these shorts do feel like, oh, these are just like cutscenes like these are writers who don't know how to write for like yeah. tv or film or whatever this is and instead they know how to write cutscenes. but it's like oh we're not playing these so it loses that's like oh i was gonna ask i think i think i know what your favorite one is malcolm because i'm gonna bring this one up now was it odd one out absolutely this one of was course. this one was the yeah. best one this one i, I laughed a lot during it this one, I just, I don't know why. It just like, I think it's because this is what I want to see when I see these kind of like 
anthologies. It's like things that are just like pull, you know, almost like taking the piss out of the franchises that they're a part of. And like this one, obviously, is not supposed to be canon, but it's like I don't necessarily need it to be canon. I just like want like fun stories set in the Halo world, and like this was just one of them. Like it's just fun. Yeah, it's I mean, so stupid and like it's weird and like it's just stylistically so different. I was like, this is great. And you know what's sad? Also, this is the third of uh, the ones that didn't get aired on Waypoint. And I was like, how the hell did this one not make I it? I think that's the one where like, we need people to buy this for the uh, Blu-ray, you know? That's that's what they're doing. Maybe. This one's um, the NA. You, I mean, that's my... the thing. Oh, go on, Alex. Sorry. Okay. I was just going to say, this was like one of my favorite ones, just in like the st- style of the animation. And also, like, it's pretty funny. And how uh, the other, uh, like, the, like, they took like the parody of of the spartan and like made him like kind of like dumb and retarded and like still like super like capable of like defending himself and everything but also yeah. just like i mean he's got a uh, silly name it's uh star wars thir- or, or not star wars fuck it's um spartan 1337 yeah uh, so again you know that means elite i don't know if the kids say that anymore but that's what they said back in the day clearly when they were making this um, i don't even remember that being a thing <laughs> Oh, I remember that. Um, and then what is it? Yeah, like Mal- Malcolm, you were just saying, not canon. I mean, that's the thing. Star Wars Vision is all not canon. So, you know, freedom is good. You could have just like, I don't know, done some sillier shit like this. And yeah, I agree with you. It, it feels like a bit of a Dragon Ball Z parody. The uh, the planet kind of resembles what the world of Dragon Ball looks like, especially with like the T-Rexes and a pterodactyls being there. Well, the uh, director of this short has directed Dragon Ball Z. Oh, well, there you go. That's very, very intentional then, for sure. And, you know, they're moving, like, Dragon Ball Z characters and stuff and doing powered-up punches and stuff. So, yeah. I thought that was fun. You know, Spartan 1337 is a real goober. You know, he's a, he's a silly guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, too, I want to mention, which is really weird, the fact that Master Chief has different... I'm pretty sure Master Chief has different voice actors throughout these shorts, or at the very least does not have the same voice actor as the games, which seems like a really weird thing. Yeah, apparently a lot of the dubbing was done uh, at... Um, uh, Funimation or whatever, I would assume? No, uh, it used to... At the time, it was ADV Studios. Oh, okay. ADV, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, but. so... <laughs> Apparently that they're the ones who were in charge with all, all these dubbing. So but that you, obviously means they were not uh, employing the video game voice actors. You can't, you can't employ Steve Downs. He's like a radio man. He's like, you know, that's what he does uh, in his spare time. <laughs> oh, no, this, this, it, it's so weird that like, first of all, also the Halo TV show, Master Chief is being played by the actor Pablo Schreiber. So Steve Downs is not voicing him in the show either. But it's like, bro, it's like, why? Why do you need to do that? Why? Just like have the iconic Master Chief voice, but yeah, I mean he'll probably cameo. But uh, apparently the per- the woman who voices Cortana, Jen Taylor, she's been consistent throughout everything. Yeah, she's in it. Um, she's in the Halo TV show, but then they somehow managed to fuck up her look in the Halo TV show. So <laughs> that was a whole um thing. So. But yeah, know. but this one was funny. Like this one, yeah. I yeah. And everyone like just all the mama stuff. They're like, yeah. Now you're gonna call me mama. Like it was just so <laughs> stupid. And like the dinosaur again, and like these kids, and yeah. Like this was 
I wanted more of this kind of stuff. And the fact that we didn't get it, it was a real letdown. And Toy Animation, which is the studio behind this short, I feel like uh, they did a, they knocked it out of the park. They understood the assignment, unlike some of these other studios. Yeah, and the just how 1337 would just, like, out of any battle, he would just, like, blow himself up. Like, yeah. the first fight he had with the... With the monkey shit, with the big monkey guy. I enjoyed so, that. I also just enjoyed like him like having to like he kept getting stepped on by that dinosaur at the beginning, and it just like him like getting himself back up. I don't know why. It always just kind of gave made me chuckle as well. So uh, we got two more shorts. We got the babysitter, which um, has some cool animation, and this this is where I put in the note. Uh, these shorts could be half the length. Uh, so the babysitter is basically about this one like shock trooper named O'Brien. He's a sniper, but then this other Spartan um, named Cal One Four One. She takes over, and you know he's all pissed off because the Spartan keeps um, you know showing him up, one upping him on everything he wants to do, saving his ass. Um, you know, I thought there was some good animation. This is making for a terrible discussion. <laughs> this is no, like, oh, fine. I mean. It's what it, yeah. I mean, we try. We took a risk by watching this. We're taking a risk by doing this episode of this podcast. Um, it's it. What it is is like, I, like I said, I think yeah. Just, the animation style for this is good. Again, it's this content thing where it just feels like nothing really matters. You get these characters and you, they try to like make you care about them. Like in this case, it's all about like Private O'Brien and like O'Brien's you know going to be the one. And you know, I think. This one, like again, has the better animation style, but like even then, like I didn't really care about the battle that they were in and the fact that like they're gonna have to snipe the prophet and that yeah, like yeah. the one other character, what is it, Cal? She's Spartan. killed. Yeah. yeah, she's killed. Spartans always gotta die. If they're not Master Chief, they have to die. Yeah, so she's killed, but then it was just like I don't know. Like, I love the the one sequence in this short that I thought was kind of again was fun. Outside of like, I thought the sniper, like when he actually like shoots the prophet, like that, like the animation of like traveling with the bullet and realizing just how far away they, they were, were was cool. And like, I liked it like consistently, like the guns in the and like the weapons they were using in these shorts look like the weapons that you use in the game. Like, there isn't just, like, oh, we kind of did our own thing. It's, like, no, this is, like, very consistent. Like, that design is the same. But, yeah, outside of it, it's just, like, yeah, it just felt like a very, like, standard, like, here's some soldiers on a mission, and they complete the mission, and that's that. Like, I, I wish there was more to say about it, but, like, that's kind of what it is. I did also kind of like this, the waterfall sequence where he's, like, hanging on to the waterfall and the Spartan just comes and, like, grabs him and, like, basically holds him, again, like a little baby. <laughs> and, like, that was, yeah. like, I for, I didn't realize just how big these Spartan suits were compared to, I guess, like, just the regular soldiers. Oh, yeah, they've got to be, like, they, I, they almost feel like, yeah, like, 6'5 to, like, 7'1". Like, this is what happens, like, in a world where there's no NBA or NFL, these people <laughs> become Spartans. <laughs> so, I don't know, there's a package, that's a CGI one. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's animation, it's, it's, it's a bit dated, but it's kind of fun, you know, there's some fun action. 
Master Chief My, rescues. Uh, I disagree with that, with, oh. with what you just <laughs> like, said. I, I, the animation fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I was trying to be nice. I can think. <laughs> yeah, that. well, I, there's no reason to be nice for this. This, this, this yeah. movie doesn't have to be nice. Um, and like, even for it being what released in 2009, it's still kind of like there was stuff being done on YouTube that like with animation that's better than what they pulled off. And like so much of the action was them just running in that corridor. Like how many shots like, was it of just them running down the I corridor mean, as they're like trying to get like to the like end of the ship? Like I, I felt mean, like that was half the short. <laughs> that's what Halo is though. That's what Halo is. It's that's what it is when you're playing the video game. Doesn't need to be that way when you're watching a film or a short film at this, in this, you know, at this instant, like, like I liked it. It was kind of weird that I felt like it really felt like I was watching like gameplay, someone, someone playing yeah. the game, but it wasn't like, wasn't that like, if you know what I'm right. Man. Like it, it has to be that like, it just it has like low budget, like YTV animated I mean, with this one, like, I thought the the one kind of interesting moment with it was, like, the fact that, like, that uh, Covenant, uh, as he's, like, basically being, like, just, you know, basically, like, we're gonna, like, you know, detach these parts of the ship. And, like, there's that one yeah. uh, underling who's just, like, what about the other soldiers? Like, you're gonna kill them, too? And it's just, like, they'll die an honorable death. I was, like, that's cold. Like, that's, like calculating that's that was something i actually enjoyed so that's when so when you say it's silly i'm going what are you talking about all right let's talk about speedwagon fuck this movie (laughs) (laughs) no i want to say the last last part about it i'm not even done talking about the package because first of all the package reveal is that it's like Catherine uh, halsey who is like the human scientist like she's a very important part of the halo world and i felt like i just couldn't care by the time the package was revealed to be her i was just like i don't give a shit like i and it's and it, she's a very uninteresting character in my opinion like in the halo world and i keep being like why do you keep pushing this character like she's going to be a main character in the live action show i'm sure she was a main character in the movie like it just i feel like she's like one of the only human characters where they're like you know, she's she's going to be our, like, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. But it's like she has no charisma as a character. Um, unfortunately, I really wish there was more. But, I mean, she doesn't have a lot to do as a character in this short. And then afterwards, there's, like, the very end of this short, they've got the sword fight. And then, um, and then like, he, the one uh, Covenant is, like, sucked into the escape pod and the sword fight doesn't even happen. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, that's dumb too. Everyone else dies. Like at least that like can keep it consistent that like everyone dies at the end of these stories. And this one, it's like the one time where it like would make sense that like Master Chief actually kills someone. And instead, they're just like, fuck it. We're gonna save this for a game bit potentially. So that's my two cents. I, that's my so piece. I, I, I thought that covenant that like was gonna have the duel with Master Chief. They mentioned him something about him becoming an arbiter. So I thought that was supposed to be implied that he would become the arbiter in Halo Two. That that was my implication. I don't think that's canon, but that was my vibe. Okay, that would make sense. That would yeah. I guess this would mean this that was a prequel to Halo Two because this maybe I don't know. I don't give a shit about this. Uh, this canon. <laughs> this. Uh, what is this canon? Is this not? I don't know. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like this has just been a forgotten relic of the Halo world. 
let's let, all right let's move on to our favorite i don't know if it's gonna be our favorite segment though this week um who is the speed wagon of halo legends cue the music sasha allow me to elucidate ya the name is robert eo speedwagon so for those just joining in the speedwagon is our favorite supporting character or any character if you can find any character it could be master <laughs> chief even i'm gonna allow that because uh, <laughs> good luck um good luck um I'm gonna go with my speed wagon. I think Mal- Malcolm is pretty good at predicting my speed wagon. So, in fact, Malcolm, what do you think my speed wagon is? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna assume uh, your speed wagon is uh, Spartan uh, 1337. You're wrong. You're wrong, Fuck. man. I, th- I thought you would know better. Uh, it's the Samurai Armor uh, Covenant Elite because I thought. Oh, armor sorry. Was cool. I forgot that <laughs> you were gonna include the armor as a character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the armor. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'm just gonna say the armor. It could be put on any other um, covenant. If it was on any other covenant, I'd like that. So you know, we the samurai have samurai armor uh, as like a customal, like a, as a armor that you can earn when you're playing uh, Halo Infinite nowadays. But yeah. I don't think it's the same. It's a little different. It, but yeah. there was like a ninja armor. I remember in Halo Three back when they first like introduced like uh, customizable armor. So you know. I like samurai armor. I think the samurai style obviously fits Halo because the Covenant Elite are, of course, you know, um, kind of Japanese coded or however you would say that. Um, so you know, I thought I thought the villainous um, elite uh, maybe as a character wasn't interesting, but he had cool armor. So um, you know, I'd, I'd buy a figure of him if I could have a. I, I don't think there's a figure of him because I don't think. Yeah, you'd buy a figure of him, but you wouldn't buy it if it came with the game. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Dude, I'd be down for, like, a, a Covenant game. Uh, actually, no, the Covenant fucking suck. I don't want to play a game I don't <laughs> play as them. Fuck that. Let's, uh, I don't know, man. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll save this for final thoughts, uh, but what are your folks' uh, speed wagons? Okay, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna. I kind of already alluded to it. Um, maybe I was putting my biases onto Jack. Uh, Spartan thirteen thirty seven is uh, my favorite part of this whole thing. Odd one out it would be my speed wagon of the segments. This was super fun. He was just a really over the top character. This one reminded me the most of like something that you would see in like Starship Troopers, which is like a movie that I like have a soft spot for. Like I love those kind of cheesy. Um, like that was kind of a parody of 50s sci-fi movies um yeah i don't know why it just like he, he was just a funny version of like of a master chief like spartan character and i was just like i was just here for it at the time that short shows up because i was so bored to tears with everything else i was watching so i feel like he just kind of stood out as just like a bright spot uh and like a just a a dark two-hour window of when I was watching this movie. I'd have to say either a split between Ghost and 1337, because I was really... I totally forgot about Ghost while playing Halo. And then uh, I forgot about... And I didn't know they would like make him like a character in a short. So like when I was watching that, I was kind of into it, and it kind of gave me some like back backstory on his his shit and that was super dude 
super dupe. And um yeah, got got me in the mindset of like how we got the name Ghost. Because everyone died. There we go. Uh final thoughts. I'm gonna give my final thoughts. And my final thoughts on Halo in general, I suppose. Um, because there isn't a sequel to this, thank God. I you know what, man? I like Halo, I like the video games. I think what I have learned is I think Halo lore sucks and it's boring. <laughs> I'll watch the par- I'll watch the Paramount show because that looks cool because I can watch that as like a TV show and it's focused on the main plot, you know what I mean? But expanding universe of Halo, fuck that. That shit's boring. Yeah, I think it's a sad reality where you're like, "Oh yeah, this is why I've never like been like hung up about Halo. Like I just like I like playing those games. I only really play them with my friends. Like it's a fun like you know, multiplayer, like, shooty experience. But outside of that, yeah, like, I just, you know, that lore and that, like, whatever it is, like, calling it lore seems like I'm being generous. Yeah, it's just, it's boring. Like, it just, there's nothing there. It's just shallow. So I, and I feel like this kind of anthology really shows just how shallow the Halo world is. And I'm kind of hoping that at least this new live action show makes things a little more interesting, but I have a feeling they're going to be too faithful and we're all going to realize that like, oh, there's nothing here. It's just best at as, as a video game. It's like, I feel like if they were trying to try to make like, say, Fortnite, like especially when it was like at its like heyday into like a movie franchise or something, I think a lot of people would quickly realize that it's like, when you're not like in the Battle Royale mode, there's nothing here. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so it's kind of how I feel. Like I just feel like it's a good to great video game series, um, but it, it doesn't really translate. Actually, I, I will say there's one piece of Halo lore I like. It's a YouTube video called "I Read Every Halo Novel and Became the Master Chief of Loneliness." It's, <laughs> it's, it's third, I've watched this before. I might even watch it again now because I'm like, shit, maybe I should watch that because I really enjoyed watching it. It's it's from a uh, Polygon. It's from this. Uh, hilarious guy brian david uh gilbert i've watched like all his videos and he he does he does these like fandom breakdowns kind of where you know he's done a video on like kingdom hearts lore and he's done like a video on fire emblem and you know he, he basically just like kind of makes fun of this shit and yeah he read every single halo novel and he, he just goes into like every absurd bit of detail it's it's very funny so i'll link that in the um uh show notes and you guys should watch that because that's like the amount of entertainment in those 30 minutes is like a thousand times more than uh, Halo Legends. Yeah, like it's interesting because like for me, I think one of the positives of Halo is I actually also really like the music. And I like that they brought in like that iconic Halo music into this, into these movies. Like they just, you know, was used pretty well. Um, but I can't give that any credit because it's from the video games first and foremost. And like, I feel like the other thing is like some of the Halo content, like, remember back in like say like you know 2012 2013 there were those like comedy shorts where people would play as the halo characters and they would do like sket uh skits and everything else i can't believe i didn't mention that in the history segment i fucked up because that's like a groundbreaking thing like um what is it, it was it rooster teeth that made i think it that? was rooster teeth yeah yeah and like rooster rooster teeth is now like a huge company didn't they make like the anime rwby which is huge I'm gonna i believe just, like, so yeah, so it's like, you know, Halo does, like, spawn that sort of stuff. And it's, again, yeah. it's like one of those things where Rooster Teeth's kind of, you know, emerging as this entity. 
And it seems like, again, it was a wasted opportunity that they didn't like contribute to this. Because like, I feel like if there was like a rooster teeth, just short, like in the middle of this anthology, I think we'd be raving more about it. Now, maybe it would be incredibly dated, but uh, who's to say, Uh, but it's just like, those are like kind of those missed opportunities. And maybe like nowadays, if that was to happen, they would incorporate that more, but you know, we were talking about the, you know, the pioneering days of YouTube and yeah. video content. No, red versus blue. I watched a good chunk of that. But I mean, I think it's still, there's so many seasons. I'm just looking it up. So yeah, Halo has like a really good legacy. It's been like, you know, obviously influential for video games, um, even for like fandom and like fan created stuff. So, you know, <laughs> thankfully this is not the only legacy of Halo. Uh, there, there's far better Halo content you can watch thanks to YouTube and, and video games and other sorts, you know? So, I don't know. I think, I, is there anything more we want to say about Halo? What's your favorite Halo game? Halo Reach is really good. Uh, Jack, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Jack is Jack on uh, Instagram and only real Jack M on Twitter. Malcolm, how's your uh, Twitter going? I, I'm I, I'm kind of uh, I'm I'm back into it a little bit. I haven't uh, done too much, but you know I I found a way to get back in. I figured out the password, so I've tweeted a couple of times. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Malcolm R J McLeod. Uh, Alex, where can people find you on the internet? Everyone can find me at Alex.89 on Instagram, on all platforms, so SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. I have a music video on YouTube. Go check that out also. And uh, yeah, more music coming out this year. Plenty more. Uh, we'll link uh, that YouTube link in the uh, show notes as well if you want to go check out Alex's music video. His music's really great. Uh, yeah, and you can uh, follow the podcast at Is This Anime Pod on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. We're a little more active on Instagram. And yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, feel free to leave us some stars. Leave us a comment. You can rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts uh, or at Google if you're using that. You know, I think any little word of mouth helps a small podcast like us out immensely. The support so far has been outstanding. And yeah, send us uh, your suggestions if you've got uh, anime that you wish uh, for us to uh, cover. Like we've done it in the past uh, based on your suggestions. So keep that going. It's really nice uh, to hear from anyone who's listening. Uh, Anyways, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, I think uh, we're done with Halo. I think we're never going to touch Halo again on this (laughs) podcast unless there's a movie that comes out that really blows away everyone and it's got like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's the only way this this fucking franchise returns to the podcast. Uh, So that about uh, wraps it up. Uh, And remember, here's a song for Mama. Later, Power Bottoms. (laughs) 